Hey, well, good morning, everybody. Happy Monday morning. We are here live in Pearland, Texas at Pearland Coffee Roasters for Jumpstart. Um, this is where faith and business meets. We welcome in our 321 Grow podcast group as well. Uh, if you have not had a chance to jump in or join the podcast or subscribe, we started a month or two ago uh, with 321 Grow. It's a podcast of everyday leaders and entrepreneurs who are choosing to live their lives out loud and doing it in community together. So, <clears throat> hey, Nicole, good to see you. Maria, welcome jumping in. I know it's a Monday of a new time change. So uh, take a poll for me, you guys that are jumping on. Um, do you prefer the time zone we were just in or the time zone we are in now? Do you like it, uh, the sunshine coming up earlier, um, or do you like the sun staying up later? Uh, if that makes sense at all. <laughs> I think I like this one better. I just have to adjust. So. Um, but we're excited you guys are with us today. We've got a group here. Uh, I've got uh, Kerry, he's an Amsoil dealer, and a uh, Gideon. And then I've got Bob Gephardt with Gephardt uh, Leadership. Uh, he's a John Maxwell executive director and Mary Morrissey, all kinds of stuff. Retired banker, um, teacher, trainer, coach, works in the prison system. So he's with us this morning. We've got a few others that usually jump in, uh, but they're not with us yet this morning. Ryan Ullman, good to see you. You need to come by. Hey, Lewis, I see you're going to be online with us and not with us this morning personally. Jake, good to see you. Crystal, got a lot of you guys jumping in this morning. Maria, good to see you. Wow, got a lot of people coming in, so welcome in this morning. It's a, it's a good Monday morning here in Texas. The weather's great. We're going to enjoy it while we've got it. Another little cold front coming in, um, so no rain. Well, guys, I want to jump in today, and uh, we've got our notes. If you guys want to copy the notes, let me know. Uh, we've got notes every time, every Monday that we do stuff, but we're going to jump in today. And we are talking about today um, this idea of vultures and hummingbirds. And I'm going to explain that in a little bit. Uh, I was doing some leadership training and reading through some things and had this analogy that was given. It wasn't really quoted to anybody, but it talked about hummingbirds and vultures in the desert, that they're both in the desert. Um, and so I'll, I'll talk about that in just a minute. But let me ask you guys a question online. Um, do you guys consider yourselves pessimists or optimists? And my friends here, are you guys a pessimist primarily or optimist? Glass half full, glass half empty type of person in general in life. I'm an optimist. Yeah. Okay, Bob says he's an optimist. The glass, glass is half full. You're an optimist as well, okay. How about the rest of you guys that are jumping on? Ryan, what are you? Brandon, what are you? Optimist or pessimist? Um, do you know people who are pessimists? Do you have people in your life who are pessimists? Yeah? Yeah? Not in your life, but you know people, but you're not a pessimist. So what's the difference between an optimist and a pessimist? How would you describe that? How do you guys here describe it? You guys online. Ryan is a realistic optimist. Okay, Ryan, I'm not quite sure how, how to explain that. Ryan Gregory is an optimist. Maria is an optimist. Okay, we've got several optimists online. But what's, what's the difference between an optimist and a pessimist? Hey, Ed Thompson, are you an optimist or a pessimist? What's the difference? So an optimist, what? Optimist. What does that mean, see the glass half full? What is that, what are we saying? And they're hopeful, they, they're, uh, they're positive. Okay, so they're, they're more positive. They're more positive. Okay. Um, 
Maria says negativity is more, okay, optimists are happier, more positive. They focus on the good, the possibilities, the potential. Carrie says ignorantly blissful is an optimist, okay? But optimists are people who are usually believe the best. They believe that everything is possible. Um, they're willing to engage. Maria says they're hopeful. Um, so optimists, right? A pessimist is someone who goes through life uh, I like to talk about Eeyore. We did a we did a podcast or a uh, jumpstart a few months ago on Eeyore, right? Um, and Eeyore is the guy, you know, you guys know Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore. It's, oh my, worry me, oh bother. And his head's always down and he looks at the life and no matter what they're doing, he has a negative comment or he has a a downer view of things, right? He doesn't believe everything's possible. Everything's going to be a challenge. Hey, Miranda, good to see you. She says, I believe that there is more good than bad. Absolutely. So that, that would be optimistic. We, we believe in the potential of people and the potential of our nation, the potential of our community, our family, whatever it might be, no matter what we see, we see the potential in that situation. Right? Most business owners, most entrepreneurs, most successful people are going to have more of an optimistic mindset. Right? They're going to see the possibilities that are in front of them. Angela says, uh, opportunity to help others and themselves. Right? Absolutely. Hey, Norma, good to see you. So we all know people who are optimists and pessimists. When you're around pessimists, what does that feel like? What, what's the energy when you're, when you're around pessimists? It drains you. It drains you. Negative. Negative. Do you like being around, and you guys, do you like being around pessimists? Norma is not, Norma just jumped in. She said, good morning. Good morning, Norma. I know Norma. She is not a, pes a pessimist. She is an optimist. She is positive all the time, believing the best. She is always working uh, her tail off for things, right, and just encouraging other people. Hey, Angie. Um, so Angie's joining us this morning. Robert Hughes, good to see you. So optimists give life. Pessimists take life. Angie just joined me. I'm going to show you guys. They're like, good morning. There's a lot of people on this morning, so we've got a good group. Norma just jumped in, so Angie says hi to Norma. Um, but we're talking about uh, optimists and pessimists, right? Optimists suck life. Pessimists give life. I'd much rather be around an, a pes an optimist than I would a pessimist, right? To answer your question, what do you do around pessimists? You take, you take so much of them, and then it's... Yeah, you can only take so much. You can't live in that world and, or you become like those people, right? There's a quote that says you become like the five people that you spend most of your life around. If the people you're spending most of your life around are pessimistic, then you are going to become pessimistic. Um, Angela says, but that is an opportunity for optimism. Absolutely. Uh, Norma says, hello, Angie. <laughs> so let me ask you guys, so a pessimist sees the worst or believes the worst, an optimist is hopeful, confident, and sees the future. Now let me tell you about these hummingbirds and these vultures, right? Both the hummingbird and the vulture fly over our nation's deserts. They're found in the desert, but here's what happens. A vulture is looking for and seeing what? What are vultures searching for? Death. Death. Dead meat, right? Things that are rotting, rotting meat, because that's what they look for, is rotting meat. Hummingbirds ignore the smelly flesh of rotting meat, the dead animals. Instead, they look for these colorful, beautiful blossoms or plants. They're looking for nectar, right? And nectar usually comes from a, a flower or something pretty or something beautiful. Uh, Angela says she loves hummingbirds, right? Yeah. So, so you've got vultures who are looking for dead meat or rotting meat. 
you've got hummingbirds that are looking for blossoms or blooms. They're looking for nectar, something, something sweet. And I'm going to say this at the end. I'm going to give you the end from the beginning, right? Here's the truth, I believe, a principle. We always find what we're looking for. Yeah. Now, think about that. Think about that in your lives. What is it that you're looking for in success, in your job, in your career? You will find the thing you're looking for. And if you're not careful you, that you're looking for a negative, you're looking for you know, something, uh, what I don't want. A lot of times we set goals of what we don't want, not what we do want. And you'll always end up with what you're searching for. If a goal is a negative, you'll end up with the negative, right? Not the positive, okay? And so let's talk about vultures and a vulture mindset. We're gonna kind of put this into leadership, into relationship, and I've got some blanks here. A vulture mindset, if you have a vulture mindset, right? Um, they look for dead things. Yeah. I want you to think about this in business or your work life, relationships, friendships. A vulture mindset looks for dead things. Right? Hey, Freddie, good morning. Good to see you. Michael Bailey, man. Chris Orsick, thanks for jumping in. Hey, Freddie. Uh, so, vulture mindsets look for dead things. They live on what was. Okay, they live on what was, the, the past, the should have, could have, and would have. We did a, a jumpstart again a couple months ago, maybe a month ago, on should have, could have, would have, right? Vulture mindsets live on this thing of what was, I should have, I could have, or I would have, the past. Vulture mindsets focus on mistakes. They're looking for the fallen, the broken, the mistakes, right? They focus on those things. Vulture mindsets get offended easy, that's the next blank. If you have a vulture mindset or you're around vulture mindsets, they have an ability to kill momentum. That would be the, the next one, right? That's the uh, fifth one. They kill momentum. You know, you've got energy going, but if you've got around these people that are looking for death, the pessimist, the negative mindset, they're focusing on the mistakes, the Eeyore kind of thing, how much energy does that give you? None, right? It just it sucks life. So it can kill our momentum. Two more on a vulture mindset. They surround themselves with other vultures. Vultures seem to attract vultures. Uh, self-pity attracts self-pity. Um, if you want to throw yourself a pity party, you can do that, and you'll find other people who are in their own pity party, and then you can wallow together. It's not a place I want to be. I don't know about you guys. How many of you guys like self-pity or like people who are throwing a pity party? No? Those are your best friends, right, Angie? No. <laughs> you guys that know Angie, she's not going to be around people who are in pity parties. Uh, yeah, most Angie and most of you guys, you guys that are jumping online, Angela, Tony, you guys are driven. You're leaders, you're influencers. You want to be around positive people. You want to be around people who are giving energy or giving you life, right? Um, and the last thing is a vulture mindset. It follows foolishness. Follows foolishness. Right? It really does. That's the, the mindset of vultures. Think about this for a minute while we're doing this. Just take a second. Are there any vulture mindset people in your life? You don't have to name them. Don't, don't put them on here. Don't say somebody else's name. Hey, Ann, good to see you. Thanks for jumping in. But are there any vulture mindsets in your life? Do you have them around you? Do you surround yourself with them? Or do they try to find themselves and put themselves around you? It, it, it's important to be aware of that because sometimes they're friends or they're family members or people we care about and we don't even realize that they're doing this. But let me ask it this way. Are there people that you can think of that you spend time around or that are around your life that when you leave them you feel more tired than you do energized? Yeah, There's probably that'd be an easier question to answer, right? Marinda says, uh, with my 11-year-old, uh, Chris said, don't beat up on vultures. 
they are nature's garbage. I was wondering if someone was going to say that. So there is a positive side of the vulture. So that is absolutely right, Chris. And and I didn't know if I'd get away with this whole thing without having to say that. Um, A vulture does a good job. They they clean up the the dead, right? The dead debris. They are the garbage collectors, as Chris said, of, of our world. And so they actually serve a positive purpose, right? But the typical mindset of when we see vultures, we think about death, decay, dying, rotting things. Uh, But someone's got to clean that up. And so there is a thankfulness to the vultures. I just don't want to be around them very often. So, hey, Chris, good to see you. Uh, So Chris says, for wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Okay, awesome. And Freddie says, yes, there are some in my life. She's got some, some of those people that suck energy out of your lives, right? And, and they may be family or friends or people you care about. You just know you can't be around them for very long. So let's take a look at a hummingbird real quick. That's really what I want to focus on. And there's five things I want to just point out about this hummingbird mindset. Okay, hummingbirds, they look for places of life of beauty, right? We're going to talk about that, that one in a minute, but they, they look for places of life, places of where there's energy, right? Where there is substance, where there is fruit. Um, and they want to be around those things. They hover around those areas. Second thing is they live on what is, not what was. They live in the present and the future, right? Hummingbirds live in the present. They're looking for what is right now, um, what is positive, what is fruitful, uh, what is good. They seek the beauty in the ashes, right? They're looking for beauty. Hummingbirds are looking for the blossoms, the flowers. And in the flowers is where we find nectar. If any of you raise bees, a good friend of mine, Chad Burke, started raising bees this, lad, this last year. And uh, he's got the flowers. And there's different times of year where the different flowers produce different kinds of honey. Right? And he took a picture of this bush with thousands of bees on it, and they were all getting the, the nectar out of the flowers to go back to the hive to make the honey. So that honey is found in those beautiful things, right? The nectar is found in those beautiful places. Hummingbird mindsets seek beauty, right? They seek um, the beautiful things, the beautiful people, the beautiful relationships, however you want to, to term that. Hummingbird mindsets find opportunities. They're searching for opportunities, right, that are going to bring them that which they desire, which are going to enable them to collect the things that they need, right? As hummingbirds, we need to be seeking opportunities. And the last one I would say, opposite of the vulture, is the hummingbird follows wisdom. They follow wisdom. They search for wisdom. They want to be around things that give life and give energy. Um, How many of you guys, and and maybe this is one I would ask you to name, right? who are the hummingbirds in your life? Who are the people that bring energy, that, that, that point your attention or your eyes towards the positive, the beautiful things, that, that lift our heads up out from looking down at our feet, but they help us to lift our heads up, they help us to catch our breath. Who are those people in your life? Do you guys have anybody in here that you would name? Who are people in your life? Norma, okay. Rick Thomas. Okay, me, okay. Uh, good, hey Thomas, good. Rick who, yeah. Uh, how about you guys, who are the hummingbirds in your lives? Who are those people, spouses, hopefully, yeah. The significant others in your lives, maybe it's your children or a parent, it could be a teacher, um, a coworker. Um, it's important to recognize those people. Those are the people we want to surround ourselves with. Like I said earlier, if you, if you become that which you, scripture says we become what we behold. 
the things that we gaze upon, that we gaze our eyes upon, is what we become like. So what are you gazing your eyes upon? Are you looking for the rotten meat or are you looking for the beautiful blossoms? Right? Because you're going to find what you're looking for. Right? And that's really the final thing, that we always find what we're looking for. So what is it that we're looking for in our lives? What is it that we're seeking to engage? What is it that we are seeking to pursue? What is your vision for your life, the destination that you're heading to? We talk about those things all the time. Maria says, David Miller. Freddie says, uh, Kira Guidry, absolutely, Kira's awesome. Um, Angela says, Jason, okay. Uh, and Jason Hathaway just joined, so okay. Uh, who else do you guys say? I'm looking online to see if there's anybody else. Show, uh, Shobi. Um, Tony says his wife, Marianne. Yes, yeah, she is definitely a hummingbird. Uh, awesome. Got a few others on there jumping in. So, uh, but it's Pastor Goran. Pastor Goran, David Goran. Now, let me encourage you guys to do this. With those people, and I say this a lot, those people that are those hummingbirds in your life that give you life, give you energy, take time today to send them a note. Take time today to thank them. Take time today to, to do something without any expectation of anything in return. Uh, a good friend of mine, I say this a lot, Doug Stringer says that we limit our future by the way we fail to honor our present and our past. Those people that have impacted our lives, it's important to honor them. And when we honor others, scripture says that it releases blessing. When we honor, we open up the ability to receive a blessing um, back upon ourselves. When we bless others, we put ourselves in a position to be blessed. And, and the other thing I'll tell you, if you're down today, if you're struggling today, if you're tired today, um, if you're not ready for Monday, it's hard to stay in that place when you bless someone else. When you look at encouraging someone, it's hard for you to stay in the pit. So I would encourage you today, if you're struggling, take a few minutes and write a note to somebody and just thank them for being your friend. Um, thank them for being there for you. Thank them for uh, engaging you in your life, for helping you be accountable at times. What, whatever it is, send them a note, send them a text, pick up the phone and call them. There's a novel idea, right? Yeah, how many of us actually pick up the phone and call anybody anymore? It's, it's all email or text, right? Or snail mail, right? Actually write a little note. Write a, write a note. That's, that's novel, right? Yeah, snail mail. My wife is... My wife is really good at that. She Every night she sits down and writes three to five handwritten notes before she goes to sleep and to send to somebody. Every night, without fail, she's got a stack. In fact, we went to, we were biking this weekend. We, we had a 25-mile bike ride this weekend. Stopped at four different places to eat and coffee, and it was a blast. The weather was great. But we stopped at one place, and they had 99-cent cards. And so I think it was Trader Joe's. We went through into Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's had a stack of 99 so I'm just, I'm picking up a few things randomly and I'm standing in line. She comes up with this stack of cards. And I was like, okay. You know, she's always looking for a card for a future occasion. Doesn't matter what the occasion is, she's got a card for it. So, so anyways, I just want to encourage you guys today. That's really all I have for today. Um, I appreciate you guys jumping in and you guys that are here. Uh, really jumpstarts all about taking principles of biblical principles and principles of leadership and applying them to our lives, doing it in community together. We're a part of 321 Grow. So those of you guys that are online, if you have not joined the podcast, um, it's on your favorite podcast platform. Go to 321 Grow and subscribe. Uh, listen to today's podcast. It's, it just got posted. It's on anxiety. Um, so if, if you uh, are tired of being anxious and living in anxiety, I encourage you to listen to the podcast today um, on 321 
and grow. And if you'd like to join the community, we've got a private Facebook group for 321GROW. You can go to that on Facebook and join that. We'd love for you to be a part of that conversation, that dialogue. Um, so as always, uh, Pamela, thanks for jumping in. Sasha, it's good to see you. Renee, Angela, thank you guys. Marinda, uh, all of you that have jumped in today, thanks for being a part of this podcast today. Here's what I believe. I believe that your best is yet to come. And I believe we were created for more, more impact, more influence, more significance that you were created to have on your life, your family, your friends, uh, your workplace. I believe that we were all created with a destiny, a purpose, and a hope in mind. Um, and really this journey is about helping each other tap into that destiny and purpose um, that God has in mind for all of us. So thanks guys for jumping in. Thanks for your comments today. Uh, really great interaction. I appreciate you guys. We'll be back next Monday for Monday Morning Jumpstart. There'll be another post uh, uh, podcast on Wednesday. We post them Monday and Wednesdays. So hopefully you guys will look for that and share that with your friends as well. So until next time, we're believing your best is yet to come. Uh, and that there's more. Thanks so much for joining in to today's Jumpstart.